Living God, um, thank you for your spirit here among us, for your love and goodness, open ears. Um, uh, May the words of our mouths, the meditations of our hearts as we ponder your word um, be pleasing unto you. May they be your grace for us today. Uh, It's the name of Christ that we pray. Amen. Peggy's here. Everybody see Peggy? Peggy, you're here. Awesome. So good. Peggy has been, if you don't know Peggy, you should know her. She, um, you, we, when we see her, we always kind of wonder, where in the world are you coming from, Peggy? Um, where, where, where was, where, where, tell us. Minnesota. Nice. Awesome. Very cool. They're landed. Awesome. If you don't know this, Peggy donated a whole bunch of craft supplies um, that are in a in a closet in the walkway in the hallway over here. It's called I think it's called Peggy's closet. Yeah. Um, and so any artwork that you see uh, around the building in the kids' areas most likely uh, has something to do with uh, she has uh, bestowed upon our church. Um, a lot of people bestow things, right, in our church to make up what goes on around here. This weekend we were at a diaconal retreat, um, so our diaconal got away for a couple days to, um, we do this each year to try to have some fun with each other, but then also to do a little bit of work and, and, and care for our church. Um, a, uh, a new young, young member joined us this weekend, Tiago Bolt was there, um, and that was super fun. Whenever things got a little intense or a little bit, um, you know, whatever, Tiago was good for a, a smile or a twerk or, you know, something like that in the middle of our meetings. We tried to get Brendan to twerk with him, but he wouldn't do that. Um, we, uh, is that funny? That's not funny, Kurt? Yeah. Um, um, but Tiago added, he added um, to who we are. Um, um, he's a part of, 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 of what God has done here. Um, Kevin Nye? The guy can rap. Is he here? Where's Kevin? There he is. We, we didn't know this about him. We, we learned this about Kevin this weekend. Um, he's he's going to facilitate, Gabe. Watch out, man. Watch out. Yeah. We learn, we learn little things. There's different aspects um, to who we are. Um, Friday night we talked about longings that we have for our church, not as a big to-do list, but as a, um, what might God be telling us um, in those longings? And uh, Naomi shared, um, I hope this is okay, Naomi, um, along the lines of Jonathan um, today, that, that just as when people walk into this building and they know without a shadow of a doubt, wow, that church is really about children. That church is really about welcoming and nurturing children. Um, she had a longing, and we all um, that people could walk in here and also know, wow, that church is about anti-racism. Um, that that church is about um, anti-white supremacy. So I was very moved by you sharing, Jonathan. Thank you. And and we're going to get after that. I don't know what it's going to look like, but we, we need to get after that. And um, 
And that was this strong voice, Naomi's voice for us this weekend. When you think about any church, there's different kind of contributions and characteristics that people um, And all of us probably would think about what that we like really appreciate about, um, about this community that draws here. What I want you to do real quick, though, is turn to someone. If you're new with us, um, we do this periodically. Um, what, and we've named a number of them today beautifully, what are the attributes or aspects of who God is that you appreciate this morning, that you're mindful of this morning? Um, that challenges you or encourages you um, this morning. It's going to be quick, so no, no elaboration. Just name a couple of aspects, characteristics, attributes of God that you're mindful of um, this morning. All right? Go for it real quick. And confirmation, it's so good to have you with us this morning. Jump right in and tell us about God, all right? We're in a... Hold those in your mind as we, as we enter into this, this story of Jesus um, together today. We're in the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus has been um, announcing and proclaiming that the kingdom of God is at hand, the kingdom of heaven. Um, and he, right before this passage, headed into the temple on his way into Jerusalem to kind of really make known, like there's a new thing going on um, in him. Um, and he cleared the temple, um, and he challenged his followers that they too, that, that they could move mountains, like the temple mount with their faith. Um, that things are changing. Things are changing. Um, that talk can get you in trouble a little bit, right? And, and, it, and it has, and it is, getting Jesus in trouble to some degree. And so some different people, Pharisees, Sadducees, Pharisees are like people who want to change um, they're real serious about the temple and they want to change it. And Herodians in our passage are people who are real serious about comfort and they're like right in line with whatever Rome says we'll do just so we can kind of stay at peace. Um, and so these people come up to Jesus. The Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one, like favoritism, for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. Or not. So we know these people are trying to trick them, right? They're trying to get them stuck. Um, and so they butter him up. Oh, you wise one. You're so holy and smart and all these things. Um, tell us what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? And Jesus is in a huge dilemma here. Because if he answers, no, don't give money to the emperor... What happens if we don't give money, if we don't pay our taxes, right? You get in trouble, right? And with all that he's been doing, it would be even a bigger sign than if anything you and I would do by not paying taxes, right? We'd get fined or, you know, down the road, maybe arrested or something. Um, 
We have great freedoms here, but try freedom from paying taxes. See how that works for you, right? Um, if Jesus says, you know, don't pay your taxes, he's really calling into question the way things are. But if he says, yeah, pay your taxes, all these followers who've been following him and who have this idea that he's going to be the new king, um, they don't quite understand all that that entails all the time. But they have this passion that he's going to be the new king. If he said, pay your taxes, then all of them are going to be confused, at least upset at the worst. He's, he's kind of stuck. So Jesus does what Jesus does, right? He has a dilemma. We were going to talk about that, but we're not. Um, but Jesus, aware of their malice, he's smart. He knows what they're up to. Um, said, why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. Notice he doesn't have one. I don't know what's up with that, but he doesn't have one, right? Um, he doesn't have a coin. Um, and so they brought him a denarius, which is this coin. It's this. Um, and on one side is the picture of Augustus Caesar. That's him. Um, the son of, excuse me, of Augustus Tiberius, who's the son of um, Augustus, and has this, this phrase of, of Augustus being divine. Um, they brought him a denarius, and he said to them, whose head is this? And whose title? And they answered, the emperor's. And then he said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. Jesus says, whose image does this coin bear? And he says, give it to them. Give them that coin. Whoever's image this coin bears, give it to them. These people are people of faith, many of whom are part of the Jewish faith. They their scriptures, probably a little better than us, um, on the hearts of these people were their holy scriptures. This would bring up in them the question, whose image do I bear? In Genesis 1, they would know this passage. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Pauline found a big lizard in the hallway uh, this week. It got away. 
So if you see it, let's name it and have dominion over it, right? Uh, um, it went under the stairs if anyone wants to go look. So God created humankind in his image, in the image of God. She created them, male and female created them. And God saw everything that God had made. And indeed, it was very good. Jesus says, give to the emperor that which holds his image because you are marked with a different image. Jesus says, give the emperor that coin. Give to God what is God's, which is your whole very self. Um, you are marked with the image of God. Um, What does it mean to be made in God's image? What does it mean to be made in the image of the one that you just talked about? The attributes and characteristics of the one that you just talked about. What does Genesis say about being made in the image of God? It means you're good. That's what Genesis said. God saw everything that God had made. And indeed, it was good. It at least means that, right? I think it probably means a lot more. Um, we worked with uh, some material from a woman named Brene Brown on our diaconal retreat this weekend who talks a lot about vulnerability and shame. Some of us maybe have a little vulnerability fatigue coming out of this weekend. Um, but she says, to combat shame in our culture is to know that one is worthy of love and belonging. Um, to be made in the image of God means, if, if nothing else, it means you are worthy it means the person next to you is worthy. It means your brother or your sister, uh-oh, confirmation, um, is worthy. Your parents, your confirmation students' parents, um, they're worthy of love and belonging. Anyone know what the Human Genome Project is? I'm learning this. Come on, Phil. Don't judge me, Phil. All right. <laughs> There's a few of you who know way more about this than me. Um, it's kind of a map of the genes that make us, make us, make us who we are. Um, if you want to know more about this, talk to, uh, many people know more than me about this. The mind-boggling thing about this is that they've confirmed that three, there's three billion base pairs of 
letters in humans, 99.9% are identical in each person. Made in the image of God. Each person from all over the planet um, with different hair color, with different hair volume, with (laughs) different skin tones. Um, Bye, Luke. (laughs) My kids are the ones walking out. What does that tell you? Yeah. Thank you, Kara. You're awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it also meant that individuals are on average 0.1% different, unique, Um, made in the image of God, Um, all of us. These people have got to walk away from this moment, right? Jesus is like, give to them, the one who, you know, whoever's image this bears, give it to them. And they walk away, and no doubt, they're thinking to themselves, whoa, it's deep, you know, powerful. Now, do we pay our taxes or not, (laughs) right? I'm not quite sure. If everything I am is God's, what, what do I do? We live in that, don't we? We live in this, this wonderment of, of all the hope we have in who God is and the fact that we're made in God's image. Um, and like, how do we play this out in everyday life, in the everyday tensions of life? Um, Jürgen Moltmann has this, this great quote. I'm going to read it as, as good as I can so we can grab, get this. True hope. It acknowledges the challenges that we face. Um, the beyond. True hope looks beyond the horizons of our modern world to the new creation of all things in the kingdom of God's glory. Yes. For our hope is not to be found at all in what we want, wish for, and wait for. The ultimate reason is that we are wanted and wished for. Come on, this is so good. Are we there? I know it's loud. This is good, though. (laughs) Is that we are wanted and wished for and waited for. Can you all read it? This is good. Read it on your own. I'm not going to get in your way. For those of you who are coming in, read from here on. We're going to come to uh, 
to the Eucharist now. And right after this passage, the Pharisees try to trick Jesus again with like this riddle about who people are going to be married to in heaven. Um, read it, it's really funny. Um, and then right after these, these riddles, um, they try to, they try to trick, trick him again and ask him, what, what is the greatest commandment? And he gets at what we've been talking about a lot in Matthew, about the first things first, putting the first things first, to, to worship the Lord your God, um, in whose image you are made. Um, and to love your neighbor in whose image, in God's image, in, who is also made in God's image, um, as yourself. Um, when Jesus was with his disciples on the night when he was betrayed, um, he gave thanks to God. And he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body that is broken for you. And likewise, after supper, he took the cup and said, this is the blood of the new covenant, my blood, which is shed for you. And as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He returns. Here's what I want all of us to think about, alright kids? When we come to the table and we eat this bread and drink this cup. That each and every one of us um, are worthy of love and belonging. That we are made in God's image. Um, that each and every one in this room who is not us is worthy of love and belonging and made in God's image. Um, that each and every one we interact with in the world when we're sent from here, whether it's in the hallways of our schools, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, on the soccer fields, in the, you know orchestra room, whatever, that each person we interact with, no matter what the world says about them, is worthy of love and belonging and is made in the image of God. Um, and my prayer is that we'll find great hope in that and comfort and, and get wrapped up into God's mission um, in that as well. Amen? Living God, draw us to your table. By your spirit move among us. May we believe and understand more than maybe we ever have. That we are made in your image. That our lives, all of them are yours. Um, um, work among us by your spirit as we take this meal together. In the name of Christ our Lord we pray. Amen.